Hello. Hello. It's uh, another true crime episode coming at you. I'm Keenan. I'm Derek. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a person I was introduced to as um, Scotland's Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. And uh, his name is Dennis Nielsen. All right. Nelson? Nelson? Nielsen? Nelson? Nielsen? Nilsen. Nilsen. True neutral. True crime. A true neutral bonus episode. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, he is known for having killed uh, uh, at least 12 young men and boys. Oh, all right. All yeah. Right. Uh, between 1978 and 1983, but as I like to do, we're going to start from the beginning of his life. Yes, indeed. Uh, and he was born on November 23rd, 1945 in Fraserburg, Aberdeenshire. 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 All right. Yeah. Um... You're going to love these names. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> his, his parents were Elizabeth Duthy White. White with a Y. White. Okay. And Olav Magnus Mokshain. Mokshain? Mokshain. Yes. <laughs> Olav Magnus. Yeah, Mokshain. Mokshain. Oh, it's so good. And he, he adopted the name Nilsson. Okay. I'm... I'm, Very American. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and guess. Uh, just to get away from Mockshine. <laughs> I I don't really know what the origin or meaning of that would be, but it. it I mean, Nilsson sounds a little easier on the ear. Yeah, I suppose so. Mockshine. Although I did spell Nilsson entirely wrong when I tried to spell it, it <laughs> without looking. So. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but those were his parents, and um, when they got married, they lived in Elizabeth's parents' house, and Olaf was busy with the Free Norwegian Forces. Now, I didn't look into this too much. There was a whole lot, Link, and it seems like it's a whole big thing on its own, so I didn't look into it too much because I knew I'd get distracted. Okay. But um, the Free Norwegian Forces, and uh, he wasn't home all that much he didn't really take his marriage too seriously um and after three children still in the same house elizabeth's mother said that she had rushed into marriage without thinking (laughs) after three children she she said that that's good that's good um shortly thereafter they were divorced all right yeah so mom's just like hey three kids you're still at our place uh you brushed into that marriage thing (laughs) you know mom you're right (laughs) (laughs) and then it was done yep (laughs) so that's yep yeah um and dennis lived with his mother grandparents and two siblings in the scottish countryside described his uh his childhood is almost idyllic all right. Like, it was super nice. His earliest memories are just playing in the Scottish countryside. And, uh... He described his grandfather as his great hero and protector. And his grandfather was a fisher. Mm-hmm. Fisherman. 
And, uh, <laughs> uh, but while he was gone fishing, uh, Dennis said that his life, that life would be empty for me. So it, his, it was grandpa was a big deal for him in his life. But in, uh, 1951 on Halloween, while out on fishing trip, his grandfather died of a heart attack. Oof. Yeah. Um, nasty way to go. Yeah, not not great. Just especially when you're just gone from everyone and you you have to get your body brought back. It's just hard to think about. Sorry, sailors, sailors and fishermen. This probably still happens to this day. Cat, you can't be on top of any of this. Actually, you're a good kitty. I love you. Um, uh, but in uh, 1954. 55. Oh, wait, sorry. In 1951, when his uh, grandfather died of his heart attack, uh, uh, Nielsen said the most poignant memory of his childhood was his mother crying and asking if he wanted to see the body. Oh, right. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah. That's just, a thing that doesn't happen nowadays. It was, it was just really brutal to read. And, uh, yeah, in 1954-55, Nielsen almost drowned. Uh, he panicked until he saw his grandfather there to pull him out, and he was saved by an unnamed youth. All right. Yeah. Unnamed hero. Yeah. Uh, well. Gotta love a good silent protagonist. Yeah, we gotta get a, a little bit further on in this before you go. You might have wished he wasn't there that day. Uh, as he entered puberty, Nelson realized he was gay. Uh, it, but this being 1955 in Scotland, he was, uh... Not telling anyone, he was ashamed and confused. Um, his make sense, His brother got suspicious and constantly made fun of him. Just constantly berated, <coughs> derided him. Uh, classic sibling stuff. Yeah, apparently it was it was notable enough to make note of a couple of times. So it was probably really brutal. Probably, yeah. probably, maybe no more than normal sibling stuff. Yeah, uh, and later in 1955, uh, his mom remarried uh, a builder named Andrew Scott, and they had four children in as many years. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, pretty quick. Uh, he originally didn't really like his stepdad, but uh, grew to grudgingly respect him. Is quoted as saying. All right. Um, he did really well in school, was just pretty gifted, he pretty much shunned sports, but everything else he was super good at, mm-hmm. and, uh, he ended up joining the military after high school, and, uh, I don't know if it's high school, I don't know how that shit works in Scotland, um, or in the 50s, they have, for that matter. They have, I think it's called primary, and then university comes after primary school it's like their college or whatever yeah i have no idea i did not look into it sorry scotland in the 1950s especially (laughs) um he called the three years in training the happiest days of his life okay so he just really liked training and being in that environment um after training he was assigned to the first battalion of the royal fusilier I want to try that one. Fusiliers. <laughs> I don't think I don't that's... I, I'm assuming there's some level of French there that I'm just missing out on. Uh, but it's... 
in Onsebruck, West Germany. I I took German. <laughs> German? I could do German. I, French? I don't know. <laughs> they got too many weird letters in there. I know. I really... I've tried. Lots of silent letters. Yeah, I didn't take a class on that one. Um, yeah, after being assigned, his alcohol consumption increased significantly because he just was really, really shy and was really, really scared of anybody finding out he was gay. Okay. Um, just, uh... Oh, there was actually a quote. Oh, I didn't write it down here. Uh... See if I can find it really fast, because he described his his uh, battalion as a really. It was a funny phrase, a hardworking boozy lot. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and I don't know why I didn't put it in my notes. Um, but it was around this time that he noted sexual fantasies involving passive or unconscious partners. Okay. Yeah. That's. A thing, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it it is for this man. <laughs> um, or was for this man, and uh, I'm not normally one to kink shame, but uh... yeah, uh, he once got drunk with the German. I don't know why German was specific in there, but uh, they <laughs> they uh, both passed out drunk, and then he woke up, and the German was still passed out, and he was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." <laughs> All right. That wasn't a quote, but <laughs> that's basically how it was described. It was just like, that's... That's all right. That's kind of how I'd like them to be, I guess. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. Not a great thing at all. Just just what happened. I'm just relaying facts here. <laughs> facts, facts of this... We are talking about true crime stuff. It's not... Yep. Not gonna be good. Nope, um... He was later moved to a more dangerous post in another part of the country, uh, where not only <laughs> it's noted that he was able to masturbate okay. a lot easier here. Okay. Um, it's noted that because there was also a lot more death around him, and he would see a lot more um, either hurt or dead or dying mm -hmm. people, and... Um, these fueled his fantasies, and because he was able to masturbate while having that influence all around it, just got worse in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, after that he was stationed at Cyprus, um, where he had his first real sexual encounter. He hired a female sex... Uh, a female sex worker. Um... He reportedly bragged about it, but later claimed that sex with a woman was overrated and depressing. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe if you pay for it, man, but it's not been my experience. Uh, 11 years after joining the military, he ended that career at the rank of corporal. Um, he had been a cook the entire time, even a short stint cooking for the Queen's Royal Guard. All right. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, after his military career ended, he uh, moved in with his mom just to figure out what he was going to do next with his life. And uh, while there, him and his family watched a documentary on homosexuality. And uh, while watching the documentary, everybody else was watching it, like making fun of it the whole time. And he stood up for gay rights. And uh, his brother, who had always made fun of him, 
uh, accused him of being gay, which, I mean, he was, but, like, called him out in a shitty way, and then they never spoke again after that, ever once in their lives. Damn. Yeah. And he kept very limited contact with his mother after that as well. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, it just seems like a shitty way to, like, over a documentary and just, yeah. you know, being a human. Yeah. I mean, that was the time, though. Like, that's how things just were back then. Yeah, just... As bad as that is, like... Yeah, well, it's still like that in a lot of places today. Yeah, well, that's why we're constantly fighting to fix that problem. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Anywho, so what's it? After that, he uh, joined the police force and had no issue in that. Yeah, I find it interesting how a lot of killers are able to hold places of power, like being police officers and things like that. Yeah, um, he he actually really liked the work, but uh, missed the com uh, the comrade camaraderie. Yeah, I wrote comradeship, which is a word, and I felt that it was cool to use it because I hadn't heard it very much and I couldn't even say it. <laughs> yeah, it's because that's a weird word to say that feels weird on the tongue. Yeah, uh, he didn't find the comradeship he'd had in the military is the sentence I wrote. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he f- filled his nights with uh, drinking alone or out of gay bars um, and did engage in ooh, excuse me <laughs> he, he engaged in one-night stands, but um, he is quoted as saying these were soul-destroying liaisons in which he would only lend his partner his body in a vain search for inner peace. Wow. Yeah. That's some strong feelings about that. Um, I should point out at some point before I get too far into this that there's like 30-plus hours of interviews with this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that was very poetic. Maybe he should have just been a writer. He should have done a lot of things that were not take lives. <laughs> that's that's the the end of the day. You just hire somebody to lay still for you if that's what you need. But don't don't do this. Um, we're not even like I'm just describing who he is as a person at this point. Mm-hmm. So you can be more disturbed by his what murderings. Yeah. Um, Following a failed relationship and the death of his birth father, um, his birth father, Olav, um, after he died, he left him a thousand pounds, and he left the police force. Um, After working as a security guard for a short time, it was really intermittent work, and it just wasn't steady enough for what he needed, so he found work as a civil servant in 1974. Mm -hmm. Um... Eventually seen as a bit of a loner by his co-workers, he was nonetheless super good at his job and uh, moved up in position and worked there until his arrest. He ended up being an executive. Yeah. Yeah, like, super um, conscientious and fastidious. Okay. Did so it. it seems like no matter what he's putting his mind to, he's quite good at it. Yeah. Yeah, he's really, really probably could have done something pretty cool for the world if he had... Not done this. Um, in 1975, uh, he came across a man named David Galachan. That's a good name. Yeah, Galachan. I I mean, unless it's Galician. 
Um, Which is also a good name. Yeah, but it's spelled Gali Chan. <laughs> uh, outside a bar, um, there were two men attacking him, and he defended him. And uh, after this and a night of talking and drinking, the two immediately moved in together. And uh, Nilsson used his 1,000-pound inheritance to help get them more suitable accommodations. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, nicer flat. Mm-hmm. Nilsson was the primary breadwinner of the two, and he wasn't particularly stoked about that, but he was very happy to just be sharing a house with somebody. All he really has ever wanted was a stable relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, Galachan just had very little for employment prospects, and the two rarely had sex. They, uh, Nilsson was attracted to him, but they just didn't, didn't fuck often. Very little fucking. <laughs> um... Their relationship devolved from there, both li- claiming later to have ended the relationship. Okay. All right. Um, there was there was a quote, one of those situations. Yeah, there was a quote saying that they uh, had basically ended up being roommates with both of them bringing home one night stands pretty regularly. So, sounds like it was pretty mutual actually, and they were both. Yeah. 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 Um. But after this, he had a few short-lived romances that he was overall unfulfilled by, um, and he said he, quote, was, felt he was unfit to live with, unquote. Okay. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting thing. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I was literally just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, he dealt with this by diving headlong into his work and drinking most nights. I mean, yeah, that's, that'll happen. Yeah, um, I think I think we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, we all we all have gone deep into the work and the drink. Yep. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. <laughs> uh, his first victim was fourteen-year-old Stephen Holmes, December thirtieth, nineteen seventy-eight. Nelson was heavily intoxicated after drinking alone before he decided he needed to get out of the house and get some company. Um, he was determined to do so, just to get any, just to get any company. He needed to get out of the house. He was tired of being alone. Stephen Holmes had, uh, failed to buy alcohol at the pub and met Nelson outside where, um, he offered for Holmes to come back and drink at his place. Uh... They drank and had a good night together. Um, it did state that Nelson believed the boy was at least 17. Okay. Uh, that's not really verified, and you can't really verify that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, he's a monster. I don't know why he's trying to defend these little points. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Holmes... Had f- uh, yeah. Uh, they drank and had a good night together. After waking up next to the teen, he was afraid to wake him up, believing that the teen would leave him. Deciding he'd have company for year- new ears no matter what, he made the choice to mount and strangle the teen. Um, once unconscious in what became ritual, he would drown the boy and bathe his body. He would then leave the body, uh, on his bed and, uh, just lay with it and, um, Throughout this, that's basically what he does. I'm going to go over that a couple of times because that's just his M.O. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, he insists over and over in these interviews that he 
did not penetrate any of the bodies. He had had sex with them before and jacked off around them, <laughs> but he didn't penetrate any of the bodies afterwards. He's like super insistent about that. It's morals, man. It's the principle of the thing. Yeah, Even serial killers have morals. Yeah, he's he really is is like yeah, yeah. So felt I should point that out. I didn't point it in my notes, but <laughs> yeah. Um, after rigor mortis ceased, so the body was movable again. He hid the body under the floorboards and uh, for eight months would just randomly get it out to sit with him and like watch TV and stuff okay it was just basically his his partner for a while that's weird yeah so he just had like he would just sit on his bed and lay with it or sit it in a chair this is just what he does with the bodies (laughs) yeah um and he eventually ends up burning most of the bodies, and before he does that, he dissects them and uh, gets rid of the smaller parts, usually down a drain or something. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, goes out and burns the rest. Then why even dissect them? I'm not really sure of that. Maybe it makes them easier to burn. I mean, maybe, I guess... The organs are probably the, pretty wet. Yeah, I was going to say, just for the, what is it, <laughs> sanguination of it, mm-hmm. or just just for the bloodletting factor alone, that that makes sense, because you got to get rid of the liquid or whatever to make it burn better. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, um... The whole thing's odd. I, I like... The reason I go through their early life and, like, really make sure I understand how they grew up in some way is because, like, how do you get to this point? Yeah. What gets you here? How do you... How do you decide in your mind that that's, like, where you're just gonna be? Because, like, you sit a corpse in a chair for anybody else in the world. They're gonna freak out. (laughs) And they're gonna be like... Why the fuck are you watching TV with a goddamn corpse? What are you doing? <laughs> Which is the standard reaction. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was just how this guy lived, effectively. Alright. Yeah. Um, he did attempt to murder um, Andrew Ho, a Hong Kong student. Um, but he escaped during strangulation. Um, Nilsson was questioned about this, but Ho decided not to press charges for some reason. Alright. Now you're fucked up. Yeah. Andrew Ho, if you are alive and listening to this podcast for whatever reason, um, I really don't need to say anything to you. You're an old man, and I hope you're having a good life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Brilliant. <laughs> His next target ended up being uh Kenneth Ockenden. Okay. I'm not pronouncing that wrong. Uh, Ockenden. Uh 23-year-old tourist. Uh upon the premise of showing him around, Nelson got Ockenden back to his home wherein he strangled him with a headphone cord before pouring another drink and using the same headphones to listen to some more music. All right. 
Yeah, that was pointed out like it was cool or something. <laughs> I mean, it is a neat fact. It's it's neat. It's it's a good image. It would be good to see on film. Yeah, it gave me uh, American Psycho vibes. Very yeah, much so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and this body he would also regularly sit and watch TV with and have drinks with. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one's got to be, like, deteriorated at this point. He's got to get new ones eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he would... Uh, at some point, he just kept, a, like, effectively, like, a harem mm-hmm. of bodies underneath the floorboards. <laughs> and, like, he would just rotate them out. Like, he didn't just have one down there. He just had a few. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those bodies... It's was a this... big under-the-floorboards. I, 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 that's all it describes it as in all the articles I read and everything <laughs> it talked about in this in this first house. Uh, he had two houses during the time of his killing spree. In this first house, they were all under the floorboards for a long time. It... And that's all it describes it as is under the floorboards. I don't know whose floorboards are like this. And I guess I don't know Scottish building, but yeah, it sounds seems like, weird. Yeah, it's really easy to get under your floor, and apparently there is a very large space under there. Yeah. Um, one of those bodies was a 16-year-old hitchhiker who'd run away from home and was living rough for about four days before encountering Dennis. Okay. Um, and he lured him back with just a, you know, do you want a place to stay yeah, and that, a meal? Yeah, that's a prime target right yeah, there, unfortunately. Yeah, um... Yeah, he'd gotten on the on on the tube mm-hmm. uh, with, without permission, and it, was, it doesn't describe anything about that guy's life. But it sounds like he ran away. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Um, after this, he killed uh, another five men in this home. Uh, only one of which was a, able to be identified: twenty-six-year-old William Sutherland. Why weren't the other ones able to be identified? All of these bodies were burned in the same bonfire after the stench of the floorboards grew to be too much. That makes sense. Um, uh, what was... There were three children standing and watching that bonfire. They just happened to, like, they were just happened to be walking by and see a big old fire and stuff. Oh, and watch I thought it. he, like, invited a group of kids no, out no. to, like, you guys want to come to a fire? Like, no, no, he was just out start there. Start a new harem. <laughs> oh, no. That. No. Uh, no, he was just burning the bodies outside, and, like, the kids happened to walk by and see, oh, big fire. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit and watch that. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you. You guys should probably get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's some quote about it in here. Let me see. You don't want me to it. kill you, do you? <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I'd invite you back to my house, but it smells bad right now. <laughs> Not unlike this fire. <laughs> oh, uh, he's. It said he did take steps to um, reduce the smell of the fire. Um, 
And one of those... This is hard to do. Well, one of those steps was putting an old car tire on the top because you could just burn tires at this point in time yep. in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are... They smell bad. They smell bad. So you just throw that on top and just... The old rubber, I don't know, man. It's weird. Mm. Um, three more victims when identified... Uh, before he killed 23-year-old Malcolm Barlow. So did the kids didn't report the fire or anything? They just, hey, they he just was watched just it. burning a fire in his backyard in the 1950s or okay. 60s. Like, Alright. It's just a thing you do. Okay. He's just disposing of stuff, man. It's fine. You can't have bonfires in your backyard. Not now. <laughs> and maybe in Scotland. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Scot- Scottish my, listeners? My I know we don't American have anybody. Point of view. Uh, if, if anybody knows about Scottish open burning laws, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> we are interested in the intricacies of Scotland's open burn laws. <laughs> um, but Malcolm Barlow was found lying against the wall of Nilsson's own home. Um, apparently due to new medication for his epilepsy. Mm-hmm. His legs had grown weak, and he just wasn't really able to move. Um, Nilsson was like, hey, you should really be in the hospital, and took him inside, called him an ambulance, got him to a hospital. Damn. Which was not how I expected that to go. Yeah. After going to the doctor, Barlow returned to Nilsson's house to thank him. Nilsson invited him for him in for drinks. Barlow passed out from the drinks, and Nilsson killed him. It's only when they're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. If if the guy had stayed awake throughout his entire stay there, maybe he got drugged. Maybe. It didn't, yeah. It, it didn't say that. No, there was, but, there was no... There's not been any mention of him drugging anybody. It's all just been like, come on over for yeah. drinks until you pass out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just don't fall asleep. Yeah. Um, like Freddy Krueger. Not unlike Freddy Krueger. Not unlike Freddy Krueger. Um, Barlow and the other three unidentified bodies all had to be burned in kind of a hurry. Cat. Um, because Nilsson was asked to move out when the landlord wanted to renovate the flat. Okay. Uh, he was... Hesitant at first because he just didn't really want to move. Had a good thing going on, and uh, uh, agreed when the landlord uh, agreed to pay him a thousand pounds to move. Fair. Yeah. Good call. I didn't check the inflation on that, but it's probably a pretty penny. Yeah. Sixties to now. Yeah. Fifties to now. Um. The first few months in the new residence were murder-free, despite having a few guests. Interesting. Guessing no one fell asleep. Uh, maybe. Maybe. That's my running headcanon right now. That's my running theory. Yeah, um, it just it said that he had uh, a few regular guests over, you know, for good times, and uh, none of them died. Yep. For uh, two or three months after he moved into his new house. Um... Until John Howlett, 23, was invited to drink and watch movies. After Howlett passed out, Nelson attempted to wake him, but failed before deciding to kill him. Yep. Yep. 
Um, John fought back, though, and Dennis had strangle marks on his own neck for the next week after the struggle. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. See, he woke up part of the way through. Yeah, he really thought he was going to die that time, actually. He thought he wasn't going to get through that one. So that's that's fun. Good for him to feel some fear. Right. Like that. Um, you are mortal. <laughs> he attempted to kill 21-year-old Carl Stotter, but failed to do so with both strangulation and drowning. Uh, this guy was just like kind of fading in and out of consciousness the whole time he was doing it Mm -hmm. and at some point he reached up out of the head while he was being reached his head out of the water while he was being drowned and said no more please no more (laughs) uh he remembers that damn yeah um but uh after realizing the young man was still alive he attempted or uh he helped him to recover, like, started rubbing his limbs, making sure he was all warm, and, like, helped him resuscitate him and stuff, and, uh, he passed in and out of consciousness for, like, two or three days after that, um, but once he was able to, he was like, hey, didn't you, like, strangle me and try to drown me? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Nelson's excuse was that, uh, Stodder had fallen asleep on a sleeping bag and had choked on the sleeping bag on the on the zipper of the sleeping bag okay and uh after he had resuscitated him he was in shock so he threw him in the cold water okay and, sure and Stodder was horribly disoriented because the only person taking care of him was the person who had tried to kill him Mm-hmm. So he just kind of went along with that until the court case where Stodder was a key witness. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, 27-year-old Graham Allen was the next unlucky man, agreeing to join Nelson for a meal. He was apparently strangled whilst eating an omelet. <laughs> so he wasn't asleep, apparently. Nope. He's getting braver now. Yeah. In January 1983, Dennis claimed his last victim, 20-year-old Stephen Sinclair. Um, not a lot of information on that one, honestly, but uh, a couple of days later, Nelson complained about a a blockage in the drain, as well as other residents. Now remember, he's been using drains to get rid of pieces. the, The smaller bits, yeah. And, uh, this would be his downfall, as the blockage was caused by the smaller parts of the bodies he would flush. Mm-hmm. Upon investigation, it was clearly where the blockage had come from, being his flat. And, uh, after investigators questioned him about the rest of the remains, he quickly and calmly gave in and told them right where they were at. Alright. So, quickly caught at that point. Um... Uh, he was eventually sentenced um, to life in prison, but he was only charged with like one of these murders. Oh damn! Um, Why? Uh, mostly because of the lack of proof. Uh, he confessed to killing all the people he confessed, or to all the people he did kill, and even told them about the seven people he uh, tried to kill. And failed. I I only brought up the two that had that were very interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he did try to kill a couple others and just failed. Um, 
And he... Yeah, he could not name a few of the victims, and one victim he knew was only John the Guardsman. <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this was my first one I did notes on, and Derek got here before I wrote the end bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he's... He was adamant in saying that he didn't know why he killed. Uh, saying to the court, well, I'm hoping you will tell me that. <laughs> yeah, so he had just, like, he didn't That's know a why. great response. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, uh... He didn't apparently eat anybody. He didn't, um... Have sex. With, he didn't have sex with any bodies. That's fine, but I'm waiting for my cannibal. I know, I know. I'm honestly, I did this because I thought he had <laughs> been cannibalizing some of them, but uh, no, he just cut a lot of them up, and it led to rumors of cannibalism. But okay. he he wasn't actually. He was just doing that to get rid of them, to <laughs> dispose of them. I'm not sure why I'm so intent on getting a cannibal story, but. Well, look, I'm gonna a little bit of sizzle here. Your next cannibal, or the next serial killer, is a cannibal. He was my toss-up on this one, <laughs> um, and uh, you might regret that because he's fucking harsh. Uh, I regret nothing. But Nelson was. Uh, Adamant that he didn't eat anybody, he didn't fuck anybody when they were dead, and uh, there is just so much interview with him. There's so much just. Uh, is he still alive? Uh, no, no, he should have gotten the death penalty for all of this if he asked. Yeah, me, he got life, which I know in America a life sentence is equal to eighty years. Yeah. Um, well, he was. You know, in his mid-30s or 40s at this point. So, regardless, that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. He was, uh, officially charged with the murder of Stephen Sinclair. It's the one he was officially charged with. The last one. Uh, yeah. Um. He was charged with the old Bailey... Which is, you know, historic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it seems like he tried basically everything to lighten up his sentence. And he, you know, as stated, was an intelligent, well-rounded guy. So he would um, press for insanity. When that didn't work, he tried the next thing. When that didn't work, he fired his counsel. When that didn't work, he rehired his counsel. Like... (laughs) um, He tried. Yeah, he tried literally everything he could, but uh, he did end up spending the rest of his life in jail, uh, which is, I I guess, fine. I would like to have seen him shot, I guess. Um, But, I mean, he did die in jail, so... Yeah, uh, in 2018. Still in jail. He was in jail for most of his life, over Mm -hmm. half of it. Yeah, well, uh... I just, yeah, yeah, definitely over half of it at that point. Yeah. 
Uh, he had an aortic aneurysm, which was repaired, although he subsequently suffered a blood clot as a complication of the surgery. As it happens. Yeah. And that's how he, that's how he died. Um, Nelson's body was cremated on June 2018. This service was held with only five mourners present, including three present officers and the individual with whom Nelson had corresponded with while in prison. No family members were present at the time. That, see, that feels nice, though. <laughs> that feels good. He didn't, he didn't deserve the people that were there. Um... The problem is, is that people can take stories like this and use them as, like, like propaganda against the, the like, uh, equal rights and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, especially back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, but, like... Like, nowadays, not so much, but back then, definitely. That oh. would be, like, headline news for propaganda against equal rights and things like like. I, I can see where you're coming from with that, but, like, he also w- was comfortable enough that when he was not with his family, he was going to gay bars, he was having relationships, he was living with another man, like, it mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was brought up, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, he was probably definitely getting called names and stuff, because that was just the time, but it doesn't seem like that particular struggle was the hard part of his his particular journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people, it's just existing as a homosexual in those times would have been difficult, but his problems seem to be actually just finding the relationship that he wanted, like most people. Yeah. Which is, you know, a pretty worldwide problem, Dennis. Stop killing people. <laughs> He had a system. I might call it the Dennis system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you give me like five minutes, I'll give you a good one for (laughs) it. I had to, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, overall, that's... That's Dennis Nelson. That's and that's very interesting. Um, I really do. I think I'm, I'm kind of in this headcanon where, for whatever reason, it, towards the beginning, he was very much more afraid of like tackling this what he wanted head on, which is why he killed people while they were passed out. Like he would get them drunk and wait till they fell asleep, which yeah. is like one of the deepest sleeps a person can possibly fall into. Yeah. Uh, just being com- that inebriated and, and, and passing out. And even beyond that, it wasn't like there was never a stab, there was never a shot, there was never even a punch thrown. Mm-hmm. Um, he I, I just wanted, like, I bet I bet if he could have bought a real doll, mm-hmm. he'd have been fine. Yeah, like nowadays how they have, like, the, the robot sex dolls and stuff they're coming out with. Yeah, he and he wouldn't even have wanted a robot one. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds the things a a real doll would have been actually exactly what he needed. Mm-hmm. Well, or a harem of them. Yeah. Um. But like, I also find it interesting the like, the very ritualistic like, dual dual killing of people like so like strangling someone and then drowning them. So I 
think the like idea he, of because that, he would only strangle them to unconsciousness, maybe. Yeah, but they were already unconscious. Uh, so no, they were asleep. Yeah. The difference between asleep and unconscious is that, like, you're even less likely to wake up from something happening while you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think his idea was that he was distancing himself from the actual killing. And he'd, like, disable and then do the actual kill with something else mm-hmm. that wasn't even his hands pulling mm-hmm. effectively. Yeah. He's just holding him yeah no like it just takes a lot less commitment and effort in that way Mm -hmm. i think and so it's a separation a degree of separation that makes it feel a little bit better because remember he's drunk the whole time too yeah like he is getting wasted every night when he's doing this so i don't think any part of it is easy (laughs) which is what makes these killers so fascinating because he like legitimately didn't know why he actually killed him mhm doesn't doesn't seem to all the way throughout his life to ever come to a realization on that it's weird maybe it's something that just happened when he was like blackout drunk too like yeah uh there's there's at least three different ones of these where he insists that he doesn't actually remember when he strangled him, he just is sure that he did. Alright. Yeah, see, like, yeah. Interesting. The, the fact that, like, yeah, like, and, and it could be a lot, it obviously has a lot to do with, like, his time in, like, the wars and stuff and seeing all, like, having probably so many, like, of his friends die around him. Yeah. Especially at that second post, yeah. Um, Being almost more comfortable around dead people than you are around. It's kind of like people that prefer to hang out with their animals than with actual people, you know? Yeah, well, and then another part of that just might have been the shame he was forced to feel for being gay at that time. Mm-hmm. Just like, well... They can't, they call. They can't call me names if they're asleep. Yeah. They can't tell anybody what I am if they don't wake up. That sort of, mm-hmm. kind of just gut reaction. Yeah. But also, as you pointed out in there, there's the fear of like uh, being abandoned, the fear of being alone. Like yeah. He was very afraid that people were going to leave him. Yeah, that was actually uh, here. I'm actually. Uh, um, yeah, afraid to awake him in case he left me is an actual quote in here. Mm-hmm. From his first victim. Yeah. So at least at first it started with a, a fear of abandonment. Yeah. Um, reflecting on his killing spree in 1983, Nelson stated that, Having killed Holmes, I caused dreams which caused death. This is my crime. Adding that he had started down the avenue of death and possession of a new kind of flatmate. Okay. Yeah, see, so he he literally had just, like, a this it's insane fear of abandonment. Yeah. To where he, like, had to keep, like, kill them so they, they wouldn't leave him. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's... 
That's why you did it, yeah. friend. Yeah. Uh, so. Like, sorry about it, but <laughs> you 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 actually did know why. Okay. You you said it. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair call. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's Dennis Nelson. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say about him. He uh, he was a bad man, and it's good that he's gone. But it uh, makes for an interesting story. Indeed. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of lives had to be lost to create that story. Yep. Yep. It's a it's a bad time for most everyone involved. Hey, but that's that's the way the world works, isn't it? Yep. Uh, that's another. I, I hope you got an insight on the psychology of this. That's kind of a. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a few interesting like ideas on that as well. Honestly, like. Yeah. So I I just. And hope you it's got just, some insight on this. It's just I love these something little... I've always been fascinated by. So it's yeah. fun to it's fun to share it. This is somebody I've wanted to talk about for a long time because, like I said, I he was introduced to me as the the UK's Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, fascinating. All right, mm. I love it. Uh, and next time we get a cannibal. Yep, next time yeah. it will be a cannibal, and. Uh, I'll just say it's a little fishy. (laughs) 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 Goodbye. Bye.